Hello and welcome back. Um, it's been another good week. We, uh, well, I guess it was a short week because we had uh, Monday off for Martin Luther King Jr. Day, which allowed for uh, the family to get some, um, get, let us get some things sorted around the house, especially with new furniture, which came in the other yesterday. Yeah, yesterday, and uh, I'm liking it. I, you don't know this from me just talking into the internet, but I'm a, a rather tall fella. <laughs> Uh, I'm six foot eight or, um, five, five foot 20 if I get asked too many times in one day. Um, but, and this tall people, people problems. I had recliners that didn't always, you know, stretch out past maybe upper calf. So I'd have to be a little, uh, contortionist sometimes sitting in a recliner, but you know, I'm used to being a tall guy living in a short world. But I was excited to get something new, and I kind of feel like a normal person because, like, the edge of the recliner goes back to where my, uh, like, my ankle is. So, yeah, I uh, it's the little things in life that matter sometimes, which I try to impart to students sometimes when we do our good things activity. And just and sometimes I don't know if it's they're shy, but like this week, I don't know if they were shy or if just getting back to school. But it's like good things, and they're just staring at you. And I'm like, no one got a job or got a puppy or um a car I'm like, oh, I got a car. and then uh i think i even at some point was like well maybe we should lower expectations did we see a nice sun rise this morning or have a good breakfast and it's like yeah my breakfast was pretty fire i'm like oh okay so I, I think i think that's what it is it's a i'm trying to impart a mindset of goodness can be found in lots of places each day if you just are willing to look and so i'll keep trying we do this every week. Uh, I'll come up with some fresh good things to share with them this week to uh, hopefully move them forward. Um, what else? We think they wrapped up schedule changes there at the school. Uh, oh, uh, I was also responsible as a class of 2025 sophomore teacher. We had to give them the uh, naturalization citizenship test, like the first half. We'll do the other half tomorrow, which is you know, made for a low workload day, but it, it's uh, not very engaging, which I've talked to some people about that recently, about job shifts and just those tweaks sometimes in your job responsibilities, and it makes all the difference. Like for me, not being able to engage and work with students on a daily basis means things like, I don't know, maybe our alt-ed program might not be the best fit for me, or sitting around and watching them just... Uh, take tests over and over on click and click and click on a uh, computer. I don't, I can't do that. So they're getting it done. Most of them did fine. It, some of them were like, oh no, I didn't get the requirement. I was like, it's fine. This was part one. It's halftime. Just do a little bit better on Monday. But I think the, the thing that popped up in my mind uh, was I was talking with uh, some students about this idea and it's kind of, um, it's happened throughout my career, I hear it, but it's this idea of labeling students as quitters. And uh, and it's in regards to, like, like programs or classes. And to an extent, like, in our home, when our son signed up for something, maybe like a soccer season, the idea was if you signed up for the soccer season, you finished the soccer season. Um, if you signed up for drum lessons, then, you know, for the school year, then you're going to do your drum lessons through the school year. After that, you can you can stop. You know, cross country, 
If you don't want to do it again the next year, that's fine. You've com you've um, completed your commitment, honored your word. And I hear so many students get labeled as quitters sometimes because really they just are realizing as they get closer and closer to senior year and out into the real world, they're just not as interested in some things as they thought they were. Whether it's a sport or band or theater or ROTC or cheer or palm, they, they do the thing for years maybe. And then it's just like, yeah, I'm not that into it. And I, I was a little bummed out to have a student kind of venting and frustrated. Um, and they were venting to me about how they were thinking maybe they didn't want to participate in this activity they've done for a few years now and that one of the sponsors um, one of the adults in charge was kind of giving them the why like what are you going to quit for like you're just going to you're just going to be a quitter um, you're you're just going to quit things the rest of your life and I don't I'm hoping this adult didn't say those exact words to this student but that was the um, the feeling that they got and I had to pause, and because they they kept saying, I'm, "I'm I think I'm going to quit. I think I might want to quit." And I've had students in the past who are like, "I think I'm going to quit. I want to quit." And I had to pause because and say, "Hey, maybe can we reframe this? Can you please stop calling yourself a quitter? Um, can you please stop saying, you know, I'm quitting? Because you honored your commitment. There there was a season for this activity. You did it. You you took care of the responsibilities of time and finances. You completed your contract. Just just think of it as you're not renewing. I mean, you're not quitting because if it was in the middle of the season or in the middle of the like competition activity, yeah, that's quitting. That's a problem. But you fulfilled everything you were supposed to. You financial responsibilities, time obligations, and now you're just reassessing and going like, mm, do I want to do that again? That's not quitting. That's cost-benefit analysis, uh, trade-offs from my economics class, and... I, I would like to think that asking them to shift that mindset, I, I feel like I saw a little bit of a load lift because it's like, no, you're not quitting. You're just choosing not to renew. And welcome to the adult world. We have to do that all the time. We, we say yes to something and then we realize, mm, I'm not that into it or wasn't as fun as I thought it was going to do or as productive or as financially beneficial whatever it is, we make that decision and no one says you, you quit. I mean, someone will think it that way, uh, but no, you're not quitting. You're just choosing not to renew for another season, you know? Um, and I hope that helps because I've had so many students do that. And, and I've heard so many like questionable stories of these adults who are kind of shaming them like, well, what are you going to do? You're really good. You should do it. What else are you going to do? And, like, they don't ask these students like, what they want to do after high school. They just kind of make them feel bad for not wanting to be in their program anymore instead of seeing them as uh, real humans who have other likes and dislikes and hopes and dreams. Because I was even, last year, had a student that was frustrated and just spent a lot of time with an activity, an organization, and then they, they didn't want to do it anymore. And and it was, it's gotten to be so bad that I'm almost at the point where I just say to them, like, don't, don't say anything, just, just cut it, you know, because we're coming into all of this is because we're coming into enrollment time in the next month or so. And I think some of these students are trying to be polite and just say like, hey, I don't think I want to be an ROTC or STUCO. 
um, or, you know, band or football or theater, all of these programs and things we have. And I think they want to go and let, let the teacher know. It's like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to sign up for it again. And I, there are some who are kind of like, you know what, I understand that. And I, and I, I wouldn't want you to be in here being grumpy for a class you didn't take. And I think I've heard it best. My wife um, has come to the conclusion and for quite a few years now is she, she's a fan of her students, whether they're in the theater class or if they're on to a different program or just next steps in life. And I, I think that's the best way to do it. Like, if you're here, like, we're going to do theater things. And if you're not, like, you're still going to do cool things. You're just going to do them somewhere else. And I bless you, wish you the best on your journeys. I just don't think enough of that's being done by some of the adults because it turns in these confrontations and then there's tears on the hallway and frustrations and maybe some colorful languages. They're frustrated with how they're being made to feel. And uh, we should cut that out. We can do better, adults, because we know that's how it works for us. You don't have to do everything forever. Cut these kids some slack as we're getting into enrollment time and listen to them. Find out what they want to do later in life and if your program can help them and then explain that to them instead of just shaming them into adding another number for your roster so you can keep a section open or shaming them because they don't want to continue to do a thing just because they always have. That's not a good reason for any kind of decision making in my mind at least. So yeah, that's what I'm going to help fight. Let these students know you're not quitters. You're just choosing not to renew and you're moving on, upgrading and focusing on things that you just value more and that's okay. So hopefully you can also be that support for students, teenagers as they move closer to adulthood and let them know that like this is how it is and actually praise them for making a mature decision instead of um, making them feel bad because they don't want to do what you want to do. Yeah, I think that's the right path forward. As always, have a day.